for Pet Milk, the Fibber McGee and Molly program. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents the Fibber McGee and Molly program. This week without Fibber McGee and Molly. Like so many other people, Fibber is recovering from an illness. Molly is looking after him, and they both expect to be back with us next week. In the meantime, we bring you Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Cliff Arquette, Peggy Weber, Dave Willock, Herb Vigran, and Diamond, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hutto, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. Day after tomorrow, in the home of Mr. and Mrs. Harry Zarif of New York City, four excited youngsters will blow out the candles on their seventh birthday cake. Yes, the famous Zarif quads, so tiny and delicate at birth, will be celebrating their seventh birthday. And what sturdy children they are, thanks in large measure to the pet milk they had during infancy and still have. You see, safe, easy-to-digest pet milk has the nourishing milk substances plus the vitamin D that doctors agree babies and children need for sturdy growth, for strong, straight bones, and for sound teeth. Now, if your baby needs to have milk from a bottle, ask your doctor about pet milk. And remember, pet milk isn't just a baby food. It's an all-family food, an all-purpose milk. Get pet milk at your grocer's tomorrow. When you're out of town and visiting your Aunt Sarah, and you get the flu and can't get home for your own birthday, even when you don't know that your friends are planning a surprise party for you, the least you can do is send a telegram and call off your bowling date. Like this one that's just been received in Westville Vista. At the home of Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> the telegram was addressed to... Mr. Wallace Wimple. Yes, ma'am. Have you any identification? Well, I have a small bullet hole in my left shoulder where a horse bit me. <laughs> a bullet hole where a horse bit you? Yes, it was a colt. <laughs> <laughs> My brother was playing with it, and I didn't realize he was loaded. He was just... He was terribly sorry when he sobered up. This is all very interesting, but what about some identification? Well, he's a tall, thin man. No, a... not your brother, you. Oh, well, I'm a small, rather delicate man with a gray hat. Please! How do I know you're Wallace Wimple? Can you prove it? Certainly. There's the telegram. Right here. Well... There's my name right on it. Wallace Wimple, see? Yes, how silly of me. Here you are. Thank you. <laughs> Let's see. McGee sick at Aunt Sarah's with influenza. Says sorry can't get home to bowl with you and Dr. Gamble tonight. Please inform Dr. Gamble regards. Sign Molly McGee. Oh, for goodness sakes, the surprise party. I better run and tell Dr. Gamble right Well, what's your trouble, Wallace? Make it snappy, because i got to finish up here and get over to McGee's. We're going to surprise them when they get home, you know. Yes, but I... Excuse me. Dr. Gamble speaking. Yes. Who? Mrs. Clatterhatch. Oh, hey. You say your little boy broke his piggy bank and swallowed a lot of pennies? Well, bring him down. We'll put him under the fluoroscope. It'll be nice to see one of your family with some sense in him. <laughs> Goodbye. 
Now then, Wallace, you were saying... Well, Mr. McGee had a date with you and me to go bowling tonight. We can't go bowling tonight. We're giving him and Molly a surprise party. You know that. Yes, I know, but in the telegram, he said to tell you that... Oh, doctor. Yes, nurse? Mr. Kranis is here for his shot. Well, you give it to him. I'm busy. Yes, sir. Stand still, Mr. Kranis. Now, look, Wallace, the McGee's will be in on the 8 o'clock train. They'll probably take a cab to the house because even McGee wouldn't let his wife carry two suitcases that far. So about 8.15, we'll turn out the lights, hide just inside the front door, and when they walk in, we'll all holler, Surprise! How about it? As I was saying, I don't think we can surprise the McGee's. Oh, sure we can, Wally. Ole and Wilcox are over there now fixing up flowers and stuff. Ole's wife is fixing smorgasbord. We got a caterer coming with the rest of the food. But, Doctor, so... I just got a telegram that said he wouldn't... Doctor. Yes, nurse? You're wanted at the hospital right away. Emergency? Yes. Dr. Homschlager wants you to take a look at his hand. Cut it with a scalpel? Uh, no, he's playing bridge with three interns and was just dealt 13 spades. <laughs> Tell him I'll be right over. See you at the surprise party, Wimp. Cancel the rest of my appointments, nurse. Oh, oh you better let me put something on your lip, Mr. Wimple. You seem to have bitten it. <laughs> Oh, glad to see you, Wallace. Uh, sit down. Sit down. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Mayor. What, what's so amusing? Oh, I was walking to the office just now, and I saw that midget newsboy on the corner. He was singing something from Tales of the South Pacific. Bali High? No, he just comes up to my knees. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh you, you mean the song. Yes. No, it was some enchanted evening. Uh, but what can I do for you, Wallace? Well, about this surprise party for the McGee's, I just got word that... Mm -hmm. uh, excuse me, Your Honor. Yes, Herr Pushimer? Uh, don't forget, you're to open the new fish hatchery this afternoon, sir. Three o'clock. I'll be there, Herr Pushimer. Do I cut a ribbon? Uh, no, sir. You throw out the first worm. As I was saying, Mr. Mayor, Mr. and Mrs. McGee... Oh, I'm be... sorry. I'm sorry, Wallace. Mayor's office? Yes, this is my honor speaking. What was that? What was my income last year? Who wants to know? Oh. Oh, yes, Senator Cafalda. <laughs> well, after the RFC refused me a personal loan of 35... Billy Nelson, the orchestra, and Abba Dabba Honeymoon. <laughs>
of crate paper to trivia. Right. Ah, boy. Where's McGee keep his tack hammer? Do you know, Ole? Here's the tack hammer, Doctor. Too bad McGee isn't here now to help. He's the biggest crepe hanger I ever saw. Hey, Doc. Where'll I put this happy birthday to our little pal Fibber sign? In the ash can. <laughs> put it on the mantle, Harlow, so he'll see it the minute he comes in the door and... Hey, wait a minute. That sign painter spelled it wrong. Where, Doc? The word birthday. He spelled it B-E-R-T-H. Oh, that's all right. He's coming home in an upper. <laughs> He says he can't sleep down close to the wheels. He lets Molly Mr. sleep down. Mr. I've been trying to tell you. Wimple, you're just the man I'm looking for. Grab one under this crepe paper and hop up on the mantle there. Oh, no, you don't. You don't get me way up on that high mantle. I get too dizzy. <laughs> you suffer from acrophobia, Wallace? I'll say I do. I just hate acrobats. <laughs> I was saying to Sweetie Face just... Sweetie Face? My big old wife. Yes. <laughs> Sweetie Face, I said, whatever became of that acrobat you were going with before you married me? And she said, you mean the one they used to shoot out of a cannon at the circus? And I said, yes. And she said, the cannon backfired one day and shot him in ten feet into the ground. And I said, oh dear, what did they do then? And she said, they just reloaded the cannon and shot some flowers in after him. I was trying to tell you, fellas, I got a telegram. Hello, McGee here? No, he's... Well, I'm from the Wistful Vista Friendly Terms Finance Company. Weekly payment on the piano is due today. Well, I'll take care of it, fool that I lost. How much, mister? 37 cents. 37 cents on the piano? Yeah, he bought it in 1929, wanted to keep the payment small. (laughs) It's almost paid for now. Another seven years will do it. Thanks, brother. Who is that, Ole? Oh, it's a fair collecting for payment on piano. You know, me and my missus, we don't buy stuff on the installment plants anymore. We, <laughs> we wait till we got the money to pay cash. That's the kind of a stupid system, too. You know, every time you got cash saved up to buy something you've been wanting, nobody drives a horse anymore. <laughs> then when I save up to buy a player piano, radios has the new stuff. <laughs> Hey, Doc, I was just out in the kitchen, and Ole's wife is making some terrific smorgasbord. Wait till you taste it. That smorgasbord, Harlow, is a special request from old Doc Gamble. Oh? Hope she doesn't put too much board in the smorgas, though. <laughs> hey, somebody give the catering company a ring, will you? Yes, I'll call them. I should have been here by now. Hello, operator, give me the Wistful Vista catering. Who? Mert? Mert Who? No, this is not Mr. McGee. Oh, this is not, m- not the way you do it, Mr. Mayor. Give me the phone. Hmm? Hello, mate. How's every little thing, mate? Cheers, <laughs> eh? What's that, mate? Your brother. Going to shoot the mayor, eh? What? What's that? Who's going to shoot him? Mert's brother. Says he's going to shoot you a game of billiards at the Elks tomorrow. <laughs> What's that, Mert? No, just lay there. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> What did the caterer say, Wimple? Oh, good gracious, I forgot to ask for him. Anyway, it's all just silly because I'm trying to tell you, I've got a wire here. What do you got, Wimple? A wire? Bring it out here in the dining room. Well, thank goodness somebody's interested. Don't you worry, old is interested, Wimple. Let's have it. I need a wire to hung this paper bell from the chandelier. <laughs> hey, well, what's this? I told you... You to... told me you got a wire. Now you hand me a piece of yellow paper. How can I hung bells from a chandelier with pieces of paper? But, Ollie, this 
is important. Wait, this wait, is... wait a minute. Only I think your wife wants you. She's motioning from the kitchen. Huh? Mm. Oh. Well, don't stood there waving their arms, Helga. If you want something, come on out here. Yeah, Oli. I just want to make small suggestions. Then, whatever you want to say, go ahead and say it. Well, I just thought maybe... Look, you don't have to be timid. You want these fellas to think I don't let my wife say something? This is America. Even wives got free speech. Uh, <laughs> even wives, he says. My big old wife, sweetie face, talks so much. So you go ahead and spoke up, woman. You got suggestion? Make suggestion. Yeah, holy. With red, yellow, and green crepe paper in the dining room, you shouldn't hung purple bell from the chandeliers. <laughs> it clashes with the pink tablecloth. That. Now, look, don't make disrespect for the proper in front of strangers, woman. Yeah, only but you told me. We talk about this later when we get home. <laughs> yeah, Ole. Uh, how's the family, Mrs. Swenson? Haven't seen the kids for a while, and I thought... Uh, yes, yes, you've got a fine family, Mrs. Swenson. Swell-looking bunch of kids, yes, sir. What, uh, what did you raise your babies on? What do you suppose Wilcox hoped she raised them on, Doctor? Branded sauerkraut? Loaded question if I ever heard one. Oh, all the children on canned milk, Mr. Wilcox. We got fine kids, all right. <laughs> Big and strong like their papa. Uh, uh, now, this canned milk that your babies grew so strong and healthy on, Mrs. Swenson, do you know, uh, do you know the name of it? If she answers that anyway but one Latrivia, Wilcox will be back in Chautauqua next week. <laughs> One generation was spared that anyway. I think of it in a minute, Mr. Wilcox. We use it for years. When me and Ollie have our first date, I fix coffee and we have this milk from a can with a picture of a little cow on the side. Pet? Oh, we hold hands a little, but my mama wants to No, Mattis, look, he means the milk. Pet milk. Oh, that's the kind. Pet milk. Pet milk. It's always in there. <laughs> That's right, Mrs. Swenson, because evaporation takes out only water and nothing else. All the good, rich milk substances are left in it, you see. Oh, that's real good substances in it, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, all the good richness of sweet, whole country milk. Everything a baby needs to grow strong bones and good, sound teeth. When you raise your baby on pet evaporated milk, you give that baby a long step forward on the road to health. And I think health is a good thing, Mr. Wilcox. You know, our little Christina come home yesterday but roses in her cheeks. But Mama make her spit them out. Who eats flowers? Nobody. <laughs> well, anyway, when you give a baby that good, safe, easy-to-digest pet milk with the added vitamin D the pet contains, you're helping that child get a great start toward... Hey, 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 Harlow. A strong, sturdy body. And yes, Doc? A muzzle, a muzzle on that, if you don't mind. If we're going to surprise McGee with this birthday party, we can't waste time. Oh, my, I better get back to my smorgasbord. I want us to cook the whole dinner, but all it says paper stuff. Well, we can talk in the kitchen while you work. Ah, this should be our man, Doctor. Yeah. Come in. Good afternoon. I, gentlemen, am the cater. Good. Crampton J. Truffles at your service. Permit me to quote our motto. Any party, large or small, if Truffles caters, it's a ball. 
cute? <laughs> Nauseating. Excuse me, Truffles. I'm Dr. Gamble. This is Mayor Latrivia, and this is Mr. Swenson. Gentlemen, Mr. Truffles. How do you well, do? how do you do? First thing we better discuss is the menu, Truffles. What did you have in mind for tonight? A quiet evening with a little blonde name. Oh. <laughs> oh, you mean about the food? Yes. Well, wait till you hear what I'm going to give you for dessert, Doctor. I'm going to bake you one of my famous convention pies. Convention pie? I never heard of it. What's it filled with? Chorus girls. <laughs> what? Picture this scene. As we dim the light, you slice into the pie. And 16 beautiful girls rise out of it wearing bathing suits and riding unicycles. 300 white doves fly out. A 32-piece band concealed under the table plays Pony Boy while the girls dance the Charleston on table and, believe me, all heck breaks loose. Uh, I'm afraid that's, uh... That's a little more elaborate than we had in mind. Yes, uh, Mrs. McGee wouldn't like them dancing on her table, Truffles. Well, I can give you a very good price today, sir. I baked one of those pies for an Elks Club banquet last week, and they canceled at the last minute. Now the girls are getting pretty cramped in there, and if I don't sell it soon... Look, Truffles, haven't you got any pies with just plain filling in them, like maybe lemon custard? No, no, we tried lemon custard, but the girls objected. And you can't blame them, sir. If you ever sat in a dark pie hour after hour, up to your ears in lemon custard... Oh, please, please, this is ridiculous. Let's skip the girls. Forget the girls, will you? Forget them? Me? Forget my dear old mother? What? Forget my grandmother? Sitting in that cramped Elks Club pie since Thursday with great Aunt Gladys and all my cousins? Sir, you are a cad. Get someone else to cater this party and show me to the door. Better still show the door to me. Never mind, I see it. Oh, no, not that door. That's the hall closet. Best pals that I 
takes care of the decorations, Doctor. How's the flower situation? Flowers all over the joint, Mayor. Looks like a gangster's funeral. <laughs> hey, Oli, did you put the big welcome home sign over the front door? Yes, sure. It looks very pretty, too. I hope McGee appreciates it, but he won't. He probably bawled me out for pounding tax in the pool. She's the kind of a fella, you know. Come in. Hi, Johnny. Hi, daughter. Hey, hey, hey. Where's the kids? Out of town, old-timer. We expect them home very shortly. We're giving them the surprise party. Sure. Stick around, old-timer. You can curl up on a cracker and pretend you're an anchovy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just love surprise parties, fellas. Gave Bessie a surprise party for Easter. Had us an egg hunt. On the front lawn of the Baptist church. Wound up by Bessie falling out of a tree and busting her legs. Too greedy looking in bird's nest. <laughs> I remember one time... No, do I, Doc. Uh... Speaking of surprise parties, <laughs> I mind one time out west. Gee. Bunch of us was hunting buffalo. Well, anybody would have told you there was buffalo was just west of New York. <laughs> I mean animals, son. Well, sir, I was just topping a draw when I seed I was surrounded by Apaches. I was so mad at myself for getting caught that away, I got hot under the collar, which was celluloid, and caught on fire. Smoke started pouring out of my neck, so I twisted my neck back and forth and sent up smoke signals, which were seen at Fort Laramie, nine miles away. <laughs> they sent a troop of cavalry on a young fellow by the name of William F. Cody. <laughs> William F. Cody. <laughs> yep, same fella. Ain't them Redskins away? Hated my wife. And I says, son, I says, how can I ever repay you? And he says, in Buffalo Hides, partner. And that's how he got to be called Buffalo Bill. Because I paid his bill in Buffalo, and that's why I hate surprise parties. So tell Johnny I was here so long. <laughs> Just about time McGee was showing up, ain't it? Yeah, just about. Let's see now. The decorations are all up. Flowers arranged. Mrs. Oley is getting the food ready. Wilcox is fixing the hors d'oeuvre. Wimple is... Hey, where's Wimple? Here I am. <laughs> well, well, what are you sulking in the corner for, Wallace? Because it's four hours. I've been trying to tell somebody that I've got to... Hey, what on. time is it? My watch has stopped. It's five after eight. Oh, they'll be here in ten minutes. And I must say, this ought to be quite a surprise. <laughs> Yes, it should. There's only one thing can spoil this party now. Yes, and he'll be coming in the door any minute with his wife. Oh, no, he won't. What was that, Zimple? I said, oh, no, he won't. Who won't what? McGee won't be coming in the door. Not tonight. What are you talking about, Wallace? I've been trying to tell somebody all day. I got a telegram from Mr. McGee. He's sick. He's at his aunt Sarah's. He is not coming home tonight. <laughs> well, how interesting. Hey, hello, Mrs. Swenson. Come in and start dishing it out. The party is starting. And you know something? This is going to be the nicest, quietest party we ever had in this house.
Coastal Vista again in just a moment. You know, many good cooks say they don't know how they'd get along without Pet's evaporated milk. There are so many everyday foods that you can make extra tasty with this double-rich whole milk. Gravy, for instance. And white sauce for creaming meats and vegetables. And for making those mashed potatoes extra light and fluffy, pet milk just can't be beat. When it comes to desserts, if you want to taste something marvelous, just make chocolate sauce the pet milk way. Then serve it on plain angel cake or ice cream or pudding. Oh, boy, it makes me hungry just to talk about it. And the reason pet milk makes all these family favorites double good is that pet milk is whole milk that's literally double rich. Concentrated to double richness by evaporation. How about getting a supply of pet milk at your store tomorrow? Ladies and gentlemen, we've just had word that Fibber is feeling much better. He left the hospital today, and he and Molly expect to be back with us next week. Yes, we hope to get that thermometer out of his mouth for at least a half hour next Tuesday night. <laughs> Anything you want to say, Ole? No, we do enough talking for one night, Doctor. I get strange feeling if they stood here talking any longer, we're just donating our time. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. First evaporated milk, pet milk, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Would you be willing to take the chance of giving up what you now have in hopes of finding greater happiness? Well, that's the question Sally Carter faces in the story of the week on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program next Saturday morning. And what helps Sally to arrive at her decision makes this a story you won't want to miss. The second feature of this program is the husband-tested pet milk recipe for Princess Icebox Pie, a delicious dessert that you can make hours ahead of mealtime. Remember to set your dial Saturday morning for NBC and Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor. Hear an exciting story of Big Town on NBC.